Chokey. I'm going out drinking tonight. Very excited. It's a witch's night out in my town. We do this like thing that everyone in downtown and you wear witch's hats and stuff, but it's also my aunt's birthday. So margaritas while in a witch hat on deck. Let's go. That sounds fun. It does sound fun, doesn't it? I've got to go to gymnastics practice. Two separate stages of life right now. Well, I had it. It'll it'll catch up to me. Don't you worry. Don't you worry. We are oh, recording. Oh, good. Why were you gonna? What were you gonna no, say? No, no, just just gymnastics practice of the whole world. I'm just there's just no telling just the whole world. You know, if if producer Matt wanted to reveal that, it's just a very sad cutaway. To be fair, though, I think that Jack's gonna be an Olympian. And we're both gonna get to experience that because I, yeah, I will be like I've quote known him his whole life. Like I will he, take, I will go full stage. Like I'll be talking to like the local news stations. Like yeah, I've known him since he was little, and now he's look at where he, look how far now he's, yeah, he's. We'll see what he wants to do. He's definitely our my best shot. I got. Oh, he by far. I mean, he, he is my best little athlete. Olivia is going to run the world, so she'll probably be president. And then she, she is doing cheerleading, by the way. Huh? <laughs> she's been like very self conscious. And then she's like, it's very odd uh, with her hair. Her hair is what makes her self conscious. She doesn't wear want to wear her hair up. Okay. Dude, and whatever. I like, so I've been talking to her about it. But I like make jokes, all positive. Like, obviously, I'm like, <laughs> oh, you know, show the ears like that. She's yeah. like, Dad, I'm going to do cheerleading. You cannot talk about my hair ever again. And I'm like, done. So this morning, she comes up to me. She goes, Dad, I wore my hair up this morning. And I just stared at her. I go, very good. I'm not allowed to comment. And I just walked away. Like, she's oh, testing me. She so, is. She's baiting you into I told her, I, some... I go, if you do it, I'll shave my head. I go, I will shave my That's. I mean, I would shave my head for her. She goes, I thought about it. I don't want you to shave your head. I was like, okay. <laughs> She should do what um, Jason Kelsey's daughter did, where you want like your hair to be pink. And I'll then dye you my get, hair like, pink. pink... I'll, I'll do whatever it fucking takes, man. That's exciting for her, though. I'm excited. Yes. Is it like a is it like a pop order type thing where they go to like the football games and they yeah, cheer, or is it like it's like it's very serious, like very serious in our area. It's like oh, oop. is it all star cheer? It's like baseball, baseball and cheerleading in in my town are like. Intense, intense, and um, I don't know, man. Oh, I learn, if it's all star cheer, then girl, yeah, it's a lot. You're you're in for but a I'm, treat. I am, I am just, I'm ha I'll I'll be happy if she's happy. Aw, this is cute. We're starting off on like such a soft note. Yeah, and now we can start to make fun of some people again, which is good. Yeah. All right, you ready? Yes. All right, here we go. Rock and roll. Three, two. That's a clean crack. Cheers. That was. Cheers. Mm. No puns allowed. Adam and Paige. Uh, it is October. It is October. His week and six. And that's when, uh, you, you know, are you, starting, are you starting to do that thing at all where you look at schedules and you're like, wow, look how far we've made it. And also, like, the games, they're not dwindling, Okay. No, uh, but you're like we're carving our way through this thing uh, very quickly as we always do. I but, just can't uh, believe it's October. I can't believe it's October too. Um, but this is a this is going to be a really exciting month for you, our our resident Pac-12 correspondent. There's 
This is where shit gets real. All right, this is the shit gets real month for October. I'm so, so. excited. So we will talk about that, but let's first let's talk about municipal. I like that sweatshirt. Thank you very much. I've got I've got my my, my salmon colored golf shirt. Okay. Um, we love municipal. It's more peach in my opinion, but really, like out of the gate, we're just already arguing about colors. Yep. Is it, it going to be that you, kind of to episode? Be fair, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. We'll finish this ad read in a sec. To be fair, you've been slightly feistier online lately, especially about certain pop culture moments that are happening with me and I'm trying to enjoy it and you're being a little trolly and I, I'm I, not used to troll Adam because you're usually pretty good with me because there are enough trolls but like I I kind of am here for it and I allow it because it's you um so sorry that I said it's peach but I do if if you're watching this but in the I, comments are, please are, peach or salmon that is peach in my opinion it probably is peach uh salmon would be a little this is actually I, I'm more, more of a peach. peach it's a little it's a little it's like softer on the eyes. Uh, we can revisit the feistiness, by the way. We are. We will. At some totally. Point. I put it in our random no, shit. No, but, that's good. Good. But, um, I like it. But municipal. We agree uh, on. Municipal knows we us. Don't, so, yes. yeah. Who else on the internet uh, can argue during an ad read, right? Only us. Municipal, do you love us for who we are? Uh, and maybe who we're not. But again, uh, go to municipal.com. 20% off uh, your first order. No puns 20 is the code. Uh, it is getting into municipal season. Uh, I've got to start breaking out some of the, uh, it's going to be like 55 degrees here tomorrow. We're going from 81 to 55. Wow. So we got to get, we got to get out the the warmer weather municipal stuff, which I'm going to start to do that transfer. Uh, Big 10 weather is coming, Paige. It's, it's, it's upon us here. Um, so what are you talking about? LA is still pretty warm. Um, <laughs> I didn't need Got him. I, got I, him. I, just today, light I was bulb. On like, you know, like in the cartoon character where the light bulb goes off, like it the took elevator me a went to the top. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It did. It took me a minute though. Yeah. Um, all right. So we start off. Normally, we are cheer. We are cheerful, but a heavy subject to start. Um, mm -hmm. Which is Greg Brooks Jr. Um, of LSU diagnosed with brain cancer. We were talking before we started. Uh, it sounds very serious. It's scary. It's yeah. I don't know other any other way to say it other than it's uh, this is hard news. And the way the news is being delivered, it it the details are pretty rough. Yeah. Um. They it was acknowledged today that he he did have um surgery to remove the brain tumor. It did impact his speech and motor skills. So um, it is super heavy, way bigger than football. Um, and it is hard when stuff like this happens because, you know, we always are focused on the football as aspect of it, but our, our thoughts are certainly with, you know, him, his family and LSU as a whole, because that's not easy for, you know, his teammates and I, you know, they want to be there in their minds. They're certainly going to be with him, um, as we kind of monitor the situation, but hoping for a full recovery and the best of news in terms of. The cancer has not spread anywhere as of right now, but again, having to have that surgery certainly has impacted him. So it seems like it'll be a long road, and we we didn't get any. De we knew there was something wrong. They yeah. said there was a brain tumor, but there wasn't given any detail of what you know might be the next step if he could return or things like that. So right now, it's it's more focused on getting him back to full health and and less about the football stuff. But we just wanted to acknowledge that and give you guys an update on um that news that came out today shortly before we were recording you know it's an interesting 
for LSU as a football program, like, you know, the talk of no defense and Jane Daniels and playing this very exciting game. This is perspective, I guess. Yeah. It's like, the, it's just immediate perspective. And um, yeah, you said it like just it's shocking and it's sad and it's a kid. I mean, I can, you know, it's like you just, you, you know, the age and every, all the other things involved. I, I think every once in a while you're hitting the face hard by real life things that intersect yes. with football. And this is one of them. So again, our continued thoughts, um, it is scary, but we hope obviously for nothing but the best, like everybody else who does as well. Um, awkward segue. There's no good way to segue. We awkward. We are the best at awkward segues. Everybody's it's an awkward segue. We're going to talk about football now, even though we started with that um, for sure. Well, they're but... always, yeah, no, awkward segue. That's like, that's our thing. Awkward we segue. do awkward segues. <laughs> so, uh, and it is a little weird. Kirby Smart thinks the whole SEC should be should ranked. Should be ranked. What lord of horseshit is this? I think it's his way of, he, I think he heard the haters saying that Georgia should not be ranked number one, which, by the way, they should not be. Um, you and I do a college football show on Sundays, and we react to yes. the AP poll. And that made me, I said before the show, I was like, I'm going to be so annoyed if Georgia stays at one. And I think this was Kirby's way of fighting back with coach speak of being like, well, I think everybody. I mean, that's the dumbest statement you could make in the sense that, like, you really think Vanderbilt should be ranked Kirby? Tell me, tell I mean, me. And he's like, oh, people don't want to schedule SEC teams. Um, that's not true. Bring it on. Bring it on. Pac-12. I'll play ready. Arkansas right now, buddy. Yeah. I'll play. I'll play. I'll, actually, I feel bad for Arkansas. Okay. I, I, this is a heavy Georgia pot. We haven't had one of these in a while. It is. So, um, we'll talk, we'll talk Kirby and then we'll talk ranking and we've got to talk Brock Powers. Do we do yes. all Georgia all the time? Um, he, Kirby is campaigning. So huh? he is in the midst of a beauty pageant right now. So so we're getting into a political season where you're going to start to hear, and I hate it. Uh, I hate all of it. And Kirby is looking at his schedule, which sucks, by the way. By the way. And sure. their best win right now kind of sucks, too. If they didn't have a superhuman at tight end, it may not have happened. And all of a sudden, he's, he's started up the narrative. Yep. Whew. Look how goddamn hard our schedule is, right? Kentucky, mm, in the Big Ten, Kentucky would be a, a champion. I'm saying that. Kirby did not say that. Be clear, Kirby. Love you, buddy. We all still but, believe that. So. No, no, no. We don't We don't believe it. Although I think Kentucky would be pretty good in the Big Ten. I have to yeah, say. that'd be a fun that, team. All that being said, like, we don't need to do this. Kirby, you don't. You don't need to do this. We know what's at stake. You know, we know the SEC is a little down. Yeah. You know what your schedule is. It's not going to change anything other than kind of irritate people or, or get us to talk about it. Yeah. Well, and I think you're right that we're coming up to that season because the first um, college football playoff rankings are October 31st. And I think if we were having a discussion about college football playoff right now, I don't think you put Georgia in the one spot. And I think he recognizes that. And, you know, not to say that, like, I mean, if you're in, you're in, it's fine. But I think, because I certainly think they're a top four team in the country, but I, it is funny to hear that. Of all the years to say that, like, there have been lots of years that you could probably argue that, um, minus, like, a yes. team or two. And I'm sure he's talking about, like, the old misses of, you know, the SEC who, you know, potentially could have a a chance in their division and things like that. 
Um, but yeah, it, it's just very funny. And like, I, it was just, and it's gone everywhere because I think honestly, everyone was already annoyed that Georgia was in the one spot in the AP poll. And then now this, um, buddy, when you play Auburn that close, I just, I don't know. That was so stressful. And I think like you said, without Brock Bowers, like what, what what's the result of that game and I know you wrote on Brock Bowers this weekend and maybe wrote something that annoyed a lot of people as well so just kind of curious yeah so okay I bet Michael Paddock Jr. to win the Heisman um if I were going to give the Heisman out right now I'd probably give it to Caleb Williams or I'd give it to Michael Paddock um full disclosure right Caleb Williams has been sensational and I think we're kind of just numb to his greatness the more I think about just how good he's been and how shitty his defense is. So he's going to continue to be great. But I wrote that Brock Bowers at the very least needs to be in the conversation and we need to like, we need to be able to have it about tight end and it's more speaking to the process as a whole, right? Like, yeah. Than anything else. Yeah. I also think like, it's not, um, it's not even just about, just tight ends it's about like every other position like we talk about this every year this isn't necessarily a quarterback award it has become a quarterback award and to be fair the quarterbacks that are you know in the the front running of the Heisman certainly deserved the Heisman but the fact that we've like dubbed it a quarterback award without looking at the fact that Brock Bowers is probably one of the best players in the country and we're not seriously talking about him as a Heisman candidate as a whole but just like People here and there are like, hey, yeah, we should talk about Brock Bowers, but it should be more of like a legitimate case. And um, that is funny that it's triggered a lot of people. No, I got, I got like a lot of really weird responses, like people call, like clickbait, bait, like clickbait, clickbait. Like this, the intent of this was not clickbait. I Brock Bowers in that game, and it's two consecutive games right now. He's been superhuman like is having an impact that is that is far greater than a tight end. And and I'll say this, one other thing, the ingredients to do this are all in place. Georgia is without stars. Although I, I actually liked what I saw from Carson Beck. I'm, I, I don't think we're talking, I thought he made some great plays in that game. Granted, he made them to his tight ends. So, but I thought he made some great throws. You got the number one team, whether we agree or not, mm-hmm. and I agree with you, it shouldn't be with a star tight end who's going to just continue to be a menace as long as he stays healthy. If you get enough cannibalization in the Pac-12 and you get some things to go your way, I think it could be really interesting. That's all I'm saying. By the way, at the time we wrote the story, where the fuck are his Heisman odds? Hold on. So he was, I'm looking at this live. So when I wrote the story, he was 80 to 1 to win the Heisman. He's now 60 to 1 to win the Heisman. So people are well, kind to your of doing point, this. To your point, like the the Pac-12 quarterbacks certainly have to go through a gauntlet, and they could end up. So you could have Caleb; he could lose to Oregon, he could lose to Notre Dame, and yeah. Penix could lose to Oregon. And if you lose those big games, and we kind of like you said, cannibalize in the Pac-12 now having those teams losing to Oregon would obviously have Bo Nix be part of this conversation. I was just going to say, does, he's got to be it there. Does, yep. It does matter how your team success matters as a part of the Heisman. That's just part of it. Um, and I think we've been talking about Brock Bowers, but arguably if you 
objectively are not looking at just games and how they've been won and just looking at the player and their their skill itself you could certainly argue that Brock has been equally as important to his team and in terms of statistics I just love watching him play I think the voting you have a contingent of media that would be like fucking yes let's give him to a tight end that is a smaller percentage of people relative to this large pool that would not even consider him as yeah. a winner. But if you remember, when Devonta Smith yes. won this award, different for a wide receiver than a Heisman, it starts like it starts yeah. like a, a yes, and and different. I think for him, statistically, Devonta Smith put up magical numbers. Uh, Brock Bowers will not put up magical numbers. He will have a magical impact. It's a harder thing to contextualize. It's more sounds weird. Mate Teal when he played his way into the discussion had like a magical impact on games and that's how he did it. He didn't win, but he got there. Again, um, so I know that's I, weird and I all want that shit. To, one, I want to shout out DraftKings because I feel like they've actually been listening to our podcast because I received an alert from BR Betting today that said you can take this bet. Are you ready? Yep. Will the 2023-2024 Heisman Trophy winner come from the Pac-12, yes or no? Did we or did we not a couple weeks ago say, if you want to bet, the odds are minus 155 and plus 1 in 25 for no, okay? We told you that it probably would have been a good bet to take that uh, the Heisman oh, Trophy Jesus, winner yeah. would come from the Pac-12. But I just think that's funny that that's now a prop bet that you can you can choose is one that we came up with on this podcast a couple weeks ago. It is a great bet, by the way. We do it 100%. And I don't know, tie a bow on Georgia, like... They're still number one. Um, they play Kentucky. It's a ranked game. It's a good team. If they blow out Kentucky, maybe they kind of hold off the 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 you know Michigan or whomever for number two. Sure. Uh, um, although Texas, I think, could have a uh, potentially a strong candidacy for number one if they look really great against Oklahoma. We'll talk about that game. We are um, also at the end of this college football news segment. We are going to rank our top 10 teams because we've heard enough people say that the AP poll does not look good this year, which kind of agree. And we will rank our top 10 teams. So just a heads up on that front. That is coming. I got to admit, I have to make sure I have that. You do. I hear you it. rank them every. I know you have I, it. I, I know you I have know, the link. But it's like, and then like easy access. I actually keep an Excel. Okay. Okay. Oh, wow. To make it. I do. Yeah, yeah. So well, look just, at you, just to, fancy with your I open, Excel. I, I opened up my Excel. Um, all, right. all right. But yeah, they shouldn't be number one. So we can talk about other teams. I know that that's a lot of Georgia for your liking in a podcast. Yeah, I mean, um, well, we're going to pivot to something we never really talk about on this podcast. Alabama. And that is that is full sarcasm. Nick Saban in Alabama. Um, this weekend, Miss Terry did not go to the Alabama game. For the first time, Coach Saban said since he's gotten to Alabama, she, this is the first game she missed. But she said it was a lot easier for her to watch the game from home. On TV, she could see a lot more. She waited up for him to get back and uh, coached him up a little bit. And uh, she did. he did also mention that she had said prior that uh, he needs to get on their butts and needs to be mean to the guys and get fired up. And we did see a fired up Nick oh, Saban yeah. this weekend. So basically, like, our theory that, like, everything runs through Miss Terry and Miss Terry's the real, like, boss behind the Alabama dynasty is confirmed. So I just want to 
put that out there. And I also love that he's like telling us his stuff. Like, don't you feel like he's like sharing so much more lately? It is. It is interesting that mm-hmm. Alabama, as Saban enters the soft, and I say soft in like a the lightest, yeah, yeah. the lightest of Saban ways. Saban soft. He, Saban soft. He's he's apologizing to reporters and yeah. he's he's laughing and he's joking and Alabama kind of looks like shit. And then uh, Dragon comes out and I prefer Dragon Salmon. I like soft. I like it's been fun, but actually seeing him. In his element, Rip. with four four minutes left in a game that's over, yes, just just berating, um, you know, people. Now it's different, right? Like I ripped on Trent Dilfer. Uh, we ripped on Trent Dilfer, I believe, or was that this week? I've been ripping on him to everybody. No, was that Trent Dilfer this? It was this week. Ripping people on the sideline. Now Trent Dilfer was ripping his staff. We said that this was a terrible hire. I've got all sorts of UAB things going on this week. We'll talk about that in locks. Um. It hits different when Nick berates a coach or a player, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Like you can you can do it if you've earned it. Nick has earned it, and it feels like a warm blanket when Nick is yelling at people on the sideline. Yeah, I feel like, at home now. Yeah, it's like the most comforting thing in college football is Nick Saban losing his ever loving mind and like yeah, throwing a great. headset. And but the fact that that his wife is encouraging it, like because she knows that that's that's how he's been successful all these years and she's just like in charge and if he steps out of line she puts him back in line it's the best and he admits that like i love that he's like the greatest like you could he is the goat we know that he's the goat he's the, he's the goat he's and the like goat. he admits that like miss terry is what really keeps him being the goat like and that she, just makes me that just makes me she, so happy what's funny too just we have spent some time around her at games and her disposition is just, uh, it's not like she's done this forever. She mm-hmm. seems very happy to be there. And I mean mm-hmm. that in the best possible way. Like, like uh, there's a remember... sense of appreciation I have when I'm around her. You yeah. know what I mean? First of all, I've never met her, but I it's on my bucket list of things to do. Um, I know they say don't meet your heroes, but forget it. Um, but obviously, I ha- her, Kristen yeah. Saban is my friend. And we've talked about Miss Terry. And obviously her love of things but i don't know if you remember that close game it was when i think i think gus malzahn was still at auburn and that like close game they played against auburn in the iron bowl and she was like so excited afterwards and like when you're used to seeing alabama play joyless murder ball and then you get a shot of miss terry being just so excited to beat auburn because she knows she's like it's like every game is is special like she yes. that's and i get that uh, vibe from her and i mean terry you are welcome to come on this that's podcast an iconic anytime. scene that's an it iconic is. scene it is and i it just was, oh. and it was a grind you know Saban's pissed about that game and she's just with her pom-pom <laughs> and like waiting for him in the tunnel and it just was the <laughs> cutest thing that i've ever seen so i gosh they're such relationship goals sounding funny um but I one I just like I said before, Miss Terry, you're welcome on this podcast anytime. Always, um, because I think she's just like the most adorable human being to walk this planet. So, I I want to skip a, a natural transition from one team to another, uh, and talk about Iowa again. Because yeah, one more time. Um, last week you're like we're done. I don't have to do this anymore. And then I look at no, the no, doc no. and Adam has added Iowa into our rundown. And I'm like, all right. 
you he's know not what? Done. He right. keeps coming back for more. I'm back. Okay. Um, I'm back. Iowa. Uh, I'm back. I am back. Now, now I have some. I have some conditions of being okay. back. Okay. Let's hear them. I don't know how much of the Iowa Michigan State game that you watched. There's a lot going on here. So, Kane McNamara is out for the year, yes, which terrible. really, really sucks. sucks. And I'm bummed for him. It sounds like he's coming back. We really never got to see him. He was hurt even before the season began. What a bummer. Cooper DeGene, De- De- have you watched him play their cornerback and he's a return man? Like, there's some really cool, like, Iowa Vibes. shit going on with him. So he's bringing me back. But the okay. thing that's really bringing me back, Deacon Hill is Iowa's backup quarterback. Okay. And again, you may not know this. Deacon Hill is six foot three, six foot four, and 260 pounds. He is a fucking hoss, okay? And he can throw the absolute shit out of the football. All right. And his receivers dropped a million passes, but it's like, it's like you know, Iowa, for some reason, has cornered the market for big quarterbacks that can throw hard. Spencer Petras last year threw hard, but it was like going to kill a fan in the stands. We don't want that. Iowa, here's all I ask. You've got this big, beautiful quarterback who has a great smile and looks like a great deal of fun. Just throw the shit out of the football. Like, no one cares. I don't care if you throw it to the wrong fucking guy. Wrong team. Throw Just it in the end zone. It. Let this beautiful, big quarterback throw the fucking pill around, okay? And I'll be back. That's my, those are my terms. Okay. I just want, I want to be back. You have this, you have, you can change the narrative, Iowa, just by letting this QB do his thing. And Paige, I'm telling you, you have to spend some time just to watch him throw. Because it is, it is, there's some, there's some Joe, there's some Milton vibes. I mean, he has that type of arm and it's weird seeing it in Iowa. We have to unleash the fury. All right. So Iowa, I'm back, but. Please sign the contract, and I'll 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 seal the deal here. I thought you didn't want Iowa to do any more contracts with gimmicky things in it that says you can, you know. It's like a. It's like a. This is the last one. Okay. Okay. This is not a gimmick. This is for my heart and soul. Okay. Well, I'm glad that. Yeah, I'm glad we have this on record. I'm back, but let him throw the fucking ball. Like let him throw. I. Right. It, it is a sight to be seen. So there you go. That's my Iowa portion. That's right. Now Iowa we can ran. get it done. Now we've yeah, got now we've got college football business. Now we talk about some of this stuff. This is business, the business side of things. Um yes. college football playoff expansion and transfer portal are always a big part of that. Um the NCAA has now uh, given us some rules and some windows for transferring, which are, are nice. Um it took us a few reads to be able to understand this because really the the writing of this stuff is very confusing at times and it's different for every sport, but for football. It is day after the playoff transfer window opens for 30 days, and then it's again in the spring, correct, for 15 days? Is it the days? playoff or the playoff It's when it's announced? I the think playoff it when it's when announced, it... sorry. The, like, I meant the college football playoff, like which is... final announcements. Yes, and so they're shortening, they're tightening it up, which I think is good. Yes. Because it got a little, it got a little crazy. I, I will say the only thing that's a little bit, December is like a fucking wild ass month for college football between yeah. this and playoff. Um, have, but I, have but they, I think this. What's yeah, that? I was gonna say, have they gotten rid of the like signing day window thing? I mean, with the transfer portal, this kind of makes it it'll be in that window. But yes, yeah, no, it's hard. I mean, it'll roster, be nice. like if you're a playoff team and like we're embarking on a, you know, we're gonna, you know, go from 
four to 12, right, in a year. So you have a lot of teams that are going to be consumed. I can't imagine running a program in December. Like well, Alabama's I, mastered this art. It's really, really yes. hard. I think there should be. I think the the timeline for signing day, like I feel like they need to do it again where they, um, yes. if they're going to do the 30 days after that, it should be the same for like signing day. Signing day shouldn't happen in the middle of December and be that Friday cutoff. Like that's, especially when there's still windows for people to, a window for people to transfer. So I still think I that needs to be worked out a little bit. Um, but I I'm agree. glad that they're limiting it. And I'm, you know, hopeful in the sense of like, Things that the NCAA are implementing are helping a lot of recruiting directors. I know there's like a scholarship thing as well in there that kind of helps with the transition from, you know, FBS to FCS and, you know, scholarship numbers and things like that, which is also very helpful. Um, there's there's a lot of stuff that are is good. Good job, NCAA. We'll give you a golf clap, okay, that they've been doing. So that's a this positive. Is, no, there. it's good. This is a W. I agree with you. This is a win. Um, and, um, I, it's like, we can celebrate the wins. We don't have to yeah. just kick Hate the losses. Wins. I know. Right. Um, so just a reminder, we, we do celebrate the wins of the, the NCAA. Um, yeah. other business side of things, college football playoff expansion is happening. How exactly it's going to be executed and what it looks like. It's still going to be a 12 team playoff, but thanks to the PAC 12 moving around, things have been delayed in terms of, you know, exactly yes. who gets an auto bid, what, who's going to be involved, all those things. But that doesn't mean the business of TV rights has stopped. It is in full swing. So we have uh, reports of Amazon that came out yesterday. Our NBC is interested, started yesterday. And then today we have Amazon and I believe Apple TV are both um, in the conversation here for rights. How do we feel about some of this stuff? I know we've got we've had Notre Dame on Peacock. We have um, different entities on different streaming services thoughts on this and do you think we kind of get it right to when it comes to the 12 team playoff and having access to watch those things that that you hit on it right my concern is access and mm -hmm. you know i think as a comcast xfinity uh person i have peacock mm -hmm. um i do like nbc's presentation of, of college football um so i'm i'm good with nbc um it does it does it is a little I don't know, old school, older person here. It just, all, my ears go up when I hear this, right? Because we're so used to ESPN kind of owning all of this, yes. for better or worse. And so mm -hmm. I am a creature of habit. And I'm not saying it's a good thing. In fact, you could argue that ESPN's, you know, ownership of this has killed the Pac-12 and all the other shit yes. that we could say, they have not helped this, uh, I, I could say pretty convincingly. So that being said, sprinting around, I think, is a, is a decent thing. Uh, I'm a little TBD on this, I guess. Yeah. Until we see, I'm not surprised people want to get in on it though. It, it, it like that. Um, this is outside of the NFL, which is a monster. Yeah. Is a is a is a great entity to have, and it's so a cash I'm, cow. I'm I mean, it, it is. is a cash cow. And I was thinking you while you were saying that too. Like, if we think about, um, you know, the NFL and just like the weekly slate of like Thursday, Sunday night, and Monday, all being owned by different entities, I think you get a different version of different things and you get to try new things. And I think with people yes. like Amazon and Apple and even NBC, like you are going to get different styles of covering this and um, you're going to have favorites. I mean, we've even seen it with like big noon kickoff and ESPN having game day. And like, I prefer sometimes to tune into big noon kickoff for certain things. Game day. They've obviously they got our, my guy, Pat McAfee on there. Um, 
And so I do enjoy watching it more so than I have in the past couple of years this year. Yes. Um, but it is fascinating to me. I will say um, I'm hoping that there's another big streaming service um, that gets in on the, the the pie, I would hope, um, that we can get some rights over in the, the Turner Bleacher Report realm, which would be super cool for college football. Oh, but, yeah. Um, I, that is above my pay grade, so I can't do that. So if you, you want to do that, just email the the president and head of here, here. Warner Brothers Discovery Sports because uh, it's not me, although you would think that by some of the yeah. company things that I promote. But um, yeah, no, it is pretty exciting for college football in general, though, because again, like you said, when one person owns it, one entity owns it, it kind of it feels a little like it just doesn't feel genuine to the sport. I don't know. It kind of just it, oversaturates. It's like, it's like business when you have a monopoly. Yeah. Um, it it complicates matters. And again, I don't want to get into the whole how ESPN is, you know, the expansion, realignment, um, all of this. Uh, if you're tracing it back to a singular source, I, I would start there. Yeah. I really would in terms of the money and everything else. I'm not going to do that today. It's a positive vibes day. It um, is a positive vibes day. So, Which is why I, we can do our top 10. So, I'm ready. Um. How do you want to do this? Of course, in fitting, no puns fashion, we have not planned this. We don't know how we do a reveal. Uh, do you want to go one let's by go, one, let's go one, ten, one, two, two? Yes, oh, but let's go want... 10 to one. All right, hold on. Let me make sure I have my 10. Okay, i Make sure I'm you ready. like your 10, too. If you want to change anything, let me know. No, no, I'm pretty comfortable. Um, I'm I'm happy to kick it off. Uh, okay. And my number 10 team is Oklahoma. So, um, same Z's. Okay, so so I think that's a little high. Eight people, they're what, 12? Um, Let me get it up. Something like that. Um, I am, we'll talk about Red River in a minute. I, I It's a really perplexing game for me. Uh, I really struggle with it. I don't have a great feel. But um, yeah, Oklahoma is 12 in the eight people. And I think that they're the number 10 team in the country. So, that game is going to be good. It's going to end in the last, you know, We've had a lot of lopsided one way or the other. There's been really, really close ones recently, too. Um, I think this one's going to be a close one. Oklahoma is the number three scoring offense and the number four scoring defense. Defense, yeah. Well, remember I said this on our AP show. I was like, people have really been talking about that offense. They've run up the score, but their defense is also only allowed. They're averaging a touchdown allowed a game. That's it. Like, that's still Uh, impressive, especially in the Big 12, you guys, where, like, we know that that's where offense lives. That's such a, a big deal to do that. And then also scoring, you know, two touchdowns themselves in those games, like is still a huge deal. So defensively, I think they're a better team than we've seen Oklahoma defense in the past. And uh, it'll be interesting to see in the game against Texas how, how that holds up. I'm glad you said the word defense because that's a good transition to my number nine team. It's uh, USC. There is okay. not a lot of defense on that team. I just gave some Oklahoma stats of, um, let's see what USC's scoring defense. Oh. oh Number oh. 64. Number 64 scoring defense. So um, I've just kind of casually dropped USC defensively. Uh-huh. Uh, or not defensively. They've, they've dropped themselves defensively. But I've dropped them a few spots. Um Caleb Williams is still just incredible. And so, like, any, like, I'm, this is a perplexing team for me. Yeah. But I think as Pac 12 heats up, there's going to be some problems here. So, my number nine team. So, my number nine team is Notre Dame, um, which I feel like is a little low for me because I do really like this Notre Dame team. 
I think offensively, their offensive line is probably the best in the country. I think obviously you have Sam Hartman who can do things and you can be reliable on that guy to win a game. By the way, shout out to the Notre Dame um, yep. video department. Holy smokes, that video. If you've not seen it, please go find it. Chills. It was get incredible. Headset audio. That was the most football feels ever, and I loved every second of that. Um, but I'm still nervous about this team because they've played in these closer games, and so that's why I have them ranked at nine. And then um, USC is my number eight team. So oh, okay. I they're right there. So I, I swapped them because USC still, to me, has won by emphatic fashion and yes they let teams come back but i still do think offensively they're the the better team right now and we'll get to see them head to head so for now i'm giving notre dame the ninth spot and the the eighth spot i'm giving to usc i've got oregon as my eight um okay again really balanced we talked about oklahoma uh oregon the same way uh have hit some home runs in the transfer portal um Mm -hmm. especially in defense Offensive line we thought would be a problem. Bo Nix is great. I mean, they're um, Oklahoma and Oregon are probably the two teams that maybe we're not taking seriously enough. I'd say, like in this in this realm. Okay. Why are you smirking about that? Because I have Oregon pretty high. So you're taking them very seriously. Yes, um, I'm taking them very okay. seriously. All right. What was that? what number was that? That was eight. Eight. Um, so we're going seven. Penn State is seven for me. Um, yeah, Drew Aller's been good. The defense is good. The O-line is great. They're like, uh, you know, if they get into a shootout, um, that's probably not the game that they want. The running game is good. They're, they've been as advertised. They were a really high team, and they've they've validated it so far. So I, I, this is a really good team. I can't wait till these games start picking up for them. Yeah. Um, at 7, I'm taking Florida State. Um, I think they were Ooh, a little... That... I think they were a little overhyped. I think that... Um, you know, we've seen them playing closer games and I just, I don't know, something just makes me really uneasy about them. And I feel like they're going to lose a game that they should win, um, and do the true like ACC cleansing thing. Um, so I have Florida state at seven, which I feel like is a lot lower than most people. Um, but again, like your last team, I have Penn state at six over Florida state. Um, interesting on Florida State. Uh, at six, I have Washington. Now, shout out to your Arizona Wildcats, putting a little bit of a scare in Washington. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think that's how it's going to be all year in the Pac-12. Teams are going to get. We saw Oregon with Texas Tech, right? Like it, 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 Washington's made it look so fucking easy that when they don't, it's like, hey, what's wrong? So, um, that's just the way it goes. Um, next week. Is Oregon Washington right? Yep. Like, yo, like fun football game of the year alert. Um, Seriously. One of them. Uh, so so no, Washington defensively has been really a lot better. Another team that's hit in the transfer portal defensively. You look at Oregon Washington. They recruited. They got defensive backs and um, from like good school, Oklahoma State, Alabama. Like and it and it's paying off. Like you look at transfer portal success as we and I wrote about this this week at BR by the way. So I had to educate myself a little bit. Sam Hartman, Colorado. We talked a lot about some of the obvious ones. Oregon and Washington are where they are because of what they were able to do in this lovely transfer portal world. So um, Michael Penix is a fucking beast, man. I love watching him play football. Um, Number five, I have Oregon. So the Ducks are pretty high for me. Um, I, having watched Oregon and Washington enough, 
I those two teams to me I think can compete with any other team in the country and I would say um as much as Kirby thinks that everyone in um the SEC should be ranked maybe I think everyone in the Pac-12 should be ranked so you've given me something to think about here and I've been thinking about this this week I've got Florida State at five but I'm wondering if we're going to look back at that Florida State LSU game and how we're going to remember it. So last year we were like, hey, what the hell are these two teams doing? And then it aged very well. Those teams played well. Yeah. LSU's defense is shit. Uh, you know, Florida State could have lost to Clemson, almost lost to Boston College. I actually like Florida State this week, by the way. Um, I, I'm going to keep them there for now because the resume-wise says they probably belong, but the radar, the, the ears are up. I, I need to see a little bit more from them. And I'm I'm, yeah. I'm curious what we get. Well, and I think that's why I had them so low in this top 10 is just because I feel like the hype was so real and that game yes. made, pushed them up. And because they haven't lost, they haven't really moved completely down. And I think there are other teams that have proved that they're um, better as the season has gone on. Um, and I think we're hanging on a little bit to that hype a little too long. So that's sort of where I was at. Are we at four? I gave yeah, uh, Oregon at five. Yeah, I've, I've got Ohio Ohio State. Ohio State. Ayo. So um, look at us both. It's uh it's an interesting evaluation. They beat Notre Dame. It wasn't pretty, but it was effective. Um, what are we gonna get out of Kyle McCord? If we see a little bit more out of him, they could be number one. Like they, they like there's they're kind of a tough team for me to rank right now. Yeah. No, I a lot I to think, like, obviously. I think you you more recently get a ranked win. I think you get the approval, obviously, yeah. we're going to see them play against tougher opponents in the near future. Obviously, lots of questions, but I think solidly at four based on the performance uh, this season. I'm excited um, to talk about them in locks, by the way. I, re I really am. I have, I have, I, we'll get to it, but Ohio State, Maryland, I think is a really sneaky good game. Um, 11 a.m. slate this week, by the way, is a fucking banger. Uh, <laughs> It really is. 9 a.m. For, for you, which is always always good. All right. Yes. Num number three, are, I, I think we're going to be, well, I have Texas in number three. Do you have Texas in number three? Uh, No. Oh, go down. I forgot Texas. I left Texas Did... out of my top ten. <laughs> so That's even better. That's even better. No fucks a lot. Now, did you do that on purpose, or did you just forget them? Um... A little of both. I moved them down. So how I did this is I had a top 25 and I moved them down thinking that I was going to move I, them back up. But I honestly, like, I'm okay with it. No, no. But you know what's funny? So behind the curtain, as we like to say, um, when we're doing, we do our top 25 rankings for BR at, well, after like 12 hours of football, we're ranking mm -hmm. teams. It was two weeks ago that I did my ranking and you text me. Uh, I forgot Florida State. Florida State, yeah. And you're like, uh, you forgot Florida State. I, I was just like, hey, like, Florida State. Shit. Um, it happens a lot. I, I, yeah. And it's not just us. Uh, you talk to other people that vote. When after the long days of football, like I, it, it happens all the time. Um, yeah, I think people are going to be very mad online when they see that I left them out. But it's mostly just because I don't. I, I I think that they might lose to Oklahoma this weekend. So I, I like it. Lean lean into the lean omission. into the yeah, yeah. lean into it. Um, um, at three, I do have go dogs, but probably not the dogs that you think. The of the bulldog variety. I have the bulldog variety. The no, other I'm dogs, cool with that. Yeah, the yeah. bulldogs. I have it at three. Georgia, I put a three. Um, 
I get it. We kind of explained it, I guess, why why we would feel that way. I I I kind of agree with it. I have Texas at three. Um Alabama win, I think actually is aging pretty well. We'll see what happens this week against AM. Fucking fun game. We'll talk about it in a minute. I'll I'll leave it be there. Um, number two, uh, I have Georgia. Um, again, I dropped them from one. You could make the case that I should drop them further. If they haven't won back-to-back national championships, they would be further down. So I'm willing to say that. Yes, I have Michigan at two. You got some fucking break it. You got like the 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 good shit here with the rankings. Yeah, because um, this is how I feel based on watching these games, not based on the rankings no, that were ranked at the beginning of the year. And that's why we're doing this right now is because I'm so sick of talking about Georgia in the yes. number one spot and Michigan at the number two, even though I think yes. you know Michigan should be here. But I think Michigan should be ranked above Georgia. Like the, if you've watched the, these games, like, come on, let's give credit where credit is due. I had Michigan at number one. And uh, they had their best win of the year last week against Nebraska. The schedule has not been very good. Um, but uh, they look like the most complete team. I'm a little surprised, by the way, and just a quick Michigan aside. So when there's like mock drafts coming out now, and I'm in Chicago. I'm not a Bears fan. I'm a Jets fan. Different story entirely. Still but sad, like, both ends. But... It is, oh, yeah, a lot of sad. My football team, my, my sports teams are in Um. But J.J. McCarthy is, like, being projected as, like, a top-five pick. Now, I like J.J. McCarthy. I almost tweeted this yesterday. I I am a bigger believer in J.J. McCarthy than most, okay? And I've been on this bandwagon, as you know, for a while. Yeah. I'm a little shocked that people like him more than I do. Like, the scouting world is like, this is the guy. It's like, I, whoa, guys, like, let's you, take it easy here. And not that this is the same, but... One, you know that draft Twitter can be. I know why you didn't tweet that because I know how draft Twitter can be, and I also oh, know how Michigan terrible. fans can be. But like, don't you get the vibes that this is giving? Like, this isn't the same because he's better than him, but it's giving Zach Wilson vibes where like people just want to be different than the Caleb and the Drake May conversation, and so they're bringing someone else into this to try and like I, change it up. Like, I just, I it drives me crazy that we do this. We we're gonna do this with Michael Penix. By the way, because his throwing motion is it yes. is wonky. It looks like he's throwing a, a like a hand grenade or something. Yeah. Um. And and it's gonna annoy the shit out of me. Yeah. And I can't wait for that because I'm gonna rant about this for. So we're gonna we're gonna take JJ McCarthy, who is a great athlete. And he's got a good arm. Again, I like him. I this is the weird thing. I'm largely yeah. campaigning for him when people are taking it overboard. It's like, hey, buddy, like you've had enough. Why don't you why don't you relax? Um, yeah. That's what I want to say. So, well, speaking of Michael Penning Jr., I have Washington ranked as the number one team in the country. I love it. Because you know what? They deserve to be ranked number one. Even with the scare, because I we talked about this on the AP Pool show, I think a lot of people underestimate how hard it is to go on the road in the Pac-12. It was I family agree. weekend in Tucson. There were a lot of people at that game. I know it's not your usual spot. It's not like going to Oregon. It's not like going to Washington to play. But I think a road game in the Pac-12 is equally as difficult. It has been. We've seen a lot of it. I mean, even was it USC last year at Oregon State? Like, you know, it's not easy to play at these places. No. And I think people underestimate that in the Pac-12 significantly. And I think just what we've seen from Washington on both sides of the ball, I would give them the nod at one. And then Texas fans are just going to be livid that I left them out completely. Cal is not a bad team this year. Um, Michigan State, who knows? But it was at Michigan State. 
Boise State is not a bad team. They've kicked the living shit out shit of teams. Shit out of these, yeah. So, so when they when they have a close game with Arizona, that never quite felt like it was slipping away, but it was close, no. right? Oh, and, I had and, no. And like, I was not. I wasn't like maybe. no, but like you know what what I mean? no, but like Arizona's a good team too. So, so. um. Like just sign me. No, they are. They're like way better. Like they're basically they're what relevant. we're saying is Kirby is you are right. There should be a conference that ha- should have every team Fucking, ranked, and it should be the yeah. Pac-12. Absolute horseshit. Um, all right. So there's our top ten. Let's let's talk uh, before we get into locks, which is very controversial this week. Very very our most controversial uh, installment of locks of the week, and you'll see why momentarily. But let's talk a little bit about um, some of these games. Ohio State. Uh, not Ohio State. I'm sorry, Oklahoma. I was thinking red. I'm not going to say the color red. I already remember that you up butchered in the live that. Yeah, Scarlet. I, I, I don't say color. Just red. Uh, Oklahoma, <laughs> red. Texas. Um, red River shootout. It is the shootout. Um, the points put on this game right now, I believe, is six and a half. So it was What's five the total? and a half. And it, I believe the total is at sixty, sixty and a half. So Texas yes. is six and a half point favorite. The total. He's 60 and a half. I can honestly say this game is perplexing to me. I, I actually really don't like, um, I, I like the slate. I'm not, I'm not very comfortable from a gambling perspective with this. I have no idea, Paige. I'm, I'm always willing to admit that. I don't know what's going to happen in this game. The quarterbacks are really good. The defenses look really good. They've got really good skill position players. I think Texas is slightly better than Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. I think they're caught pretty similar. I think Texas should be a little bit better. Um, but I don't feel over level and I back Texas, obviously anyone that listened to this pod knows where I stand on my Texas allegiance. I can't say I feel great about that this week. Oklahoma has been really, really good. good. And and, And it's a rivalry game. Yeah. It's just, there's something about this game that like, even when, cause Texas on the record has had better recruiting classes, has had, you know, more five stars, all the things. And all the the blue chips everywhere, but it's always still been a crazy rivalry game. And I think that yeah. this is an example of an Oklahoma defense that is something that Texas really hasn't had to face. I know people are going to be like, they went against Alabama, great, but Alabama didn't have shit figured out then. Um, I am interested to see how Texas handles this challenge, and if they do handle this challenge well, I will put them in my top ten, guys. Take each somehow making it worse um but that's amazing. yeah it's fine no no i um i would lean texas i don't think i want any part gambling on this game i actually the total is another number that i'm perplexed by no i don't i don't even want to touch that we'll talk about why i'm not touching that period, oh, yeah, 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 no. but um let's talk a little bit um this is another game that um is giving me fits again i don't love this card i, I hate people out there who cover college football that like look at everything and want to be an expert. This is one of the more perplexing cards I've seen in the last couple of years. Texas Mm -hmm. A&M Alabama is a game that has absolutely tortured me. Now, historically Jimbo, I don't want to say he has Saban's number, but they've really played Alabama hard. Mm. Uh, He doesn't, nobody really has Saban's number, but if there's anybody, Hugh Freeze and Jimbo seem to like get competitive showings in these games. So, um, A&M's playing with a backup quarterback who's not your normal backup quarterback. Alabama seems to have something in Jalen Milrow. I do want to give him a shout-out. I love watching him play football. I love him running. Just let him run. Just let him go. Just let him cook. 
My God, what a what a fun player. So yeah, I would lean Alabama in this game, but I can't say I feel good about that. Yeah, I I think this might be when Alabama turns it on and we see in this I might eat crow after this. Um but I just think because this has been such a close game that it's not one of the trap games that they've been a part of the last couple of years. I genuinely think they have the things moving in the right direction in this. I know too also Texas A&M last week outperformed kind of what I thought they were going to um with a yeah. backup quarterback. So I the, and and people had said before don't don't out like count them out without him. So yeah, I think uh I, it'll be close-ish, but I would say that I think Alabama still I what is it? What's the spread? 2. Not, oh, all right, yeah, I think I think we're okay. Roll tide. Except maybe Except not. I'm betting Again, on it. I well, we'll say that. Last one. Let's say Maryland for locks because I I that game is in my locks, so I'll give you some perspective. Yes. Georgia, Kentucky. Um, part of me just wanted to grab those damn points, 14 and a half, and say, Georgia, you're not good enough. You know, beat me again. Um, I'm scared. I do think Georgia has the ability at, like, to turn this on. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, they have better players. Yeah, they're, they're kind home. of in, like, uh, cruise control right now. They they are, and I think Kirby, when you see it, kind of knows it, but, but whatever. Like, he's been on teams that have been in cruise control before. At Georgia and at Alabama, um, I think Kentucky can keep this game close enough. I I do. Uh, the current the the state of Georgia has not been great, so I'd probably I'd probably lean Kentucky. I think it could be very similar to the Auburn game. Kentucky's yeah. been good. They're running it good. They just dismantled Florida. Um, again, another team that found some life in the transfer portal. So I don't know. I don't have strong. Again, it's not a strong take week for me. Me neither, because I feel like this could be a week that actually provides some chaos where we get something unexpected. I think this Georgia-Kentucky game can be something very unexpected that we did not anticipate at the start of the season. Now, before we get into locks of the week, it dawned on me that I have not been utilizing the alcohol. This used to be picks and pints. It's now locks of the week. As true punts, uh, no punts fashion, we just kind of do whatever the hell we want on a week-to-week basis. But here's my beer this week. It is a subs hero ipa okay it is a um revolution brewing chicago brewer i've done revolution beers before really good really really good i got a variety pack in the fridge um delightful delightful hoppy beer so i just i just wanted to get just that out there now, the beer. now that is not the main event of locks of the week and neither is the fact that i believe in the last two weeks i'm either nine and one or eight and two mm-hmm. with my main picks the main event is um, you and your current um, state of affairs when it comes to gambling and college football, and I will give you the floor. Yeah, I started off the season incredibly strong. Like, first week zero, week one, and week two, I was riding probably the biggest heater in terms of picks. Um, This last two weeks, I am two and eight. And I have decided that I'm not going to make picks this week. I'm not going to bet on college football this weekend. I'm going to give myself a cleanse and we're just going to. And I know you may have an opinion on this and think that I should just continue and forge forward. But I think I need to clear my mind, see some games without focusing on spreads and recalibrate next week and start from scratch. I'm proud of you in one way. Okay, I've done this before uh, nice. over the course of time. Um, 
because when you're going bad, um, nothing can nothing no. can go right. I'm chasing. I'm chasing right. at a rate that, like this last weekend, I was like, just give it a rest. Like I, it just was too bad. So I realized I reached a point where I was like, you're just reaching for things that only have value, not taking the smart choices. So. This is my my betting reset. And I feel like everyone who gambles on sports has been in Old this people spot have done this shit I where mean... where you need to take a step back. And, um, you know, I, I, I the other part of this is I could give you guys picks so you could fade me. But I I'd rather us all collectively win money together starting next week um, or just take Trevor's pick. Well, they've been hot for me. Now, it's funny. Last week. And I'll look at my BR. I, I was um I was five and four for BR last week. So I do five for no no pawns. We'll get to those in a second. I started off great. Oregon State was good. If you were not happy about Utah, we're not gonna rehash no. that. That's not what we're doing. Uh NC State, I lucked out and I was two and oh. You lost and the I'm Texas Tech like, uh, Oregon one. Just don't forget that. Well, I I'm I wasn't gonna bring it up. But remember how like openly you put that in my face and I said no, this is totally this is no, this is a curse. This was a curse that happened to me. I got too cocky about my winnings in the first couple of weeks. It's fair. I I'm I'm t- I really am egg on my face because I, I was and you warned me, you did. It would be a tweet via podcast I just, via text. It, 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 you warned me and I it now I'm I'm reaping the percussions. And, and gambling is just it sucks the soul out of you. I love it, okay? I love it. But I'll tell you this. I don't bet as much on games as I used to anymore because in this pod and even the picks on BR, I am so concerned about my public record that I don't need... It actually changed the way I, I handicap now. Yeah. I, I gamble more on the NFL and the NBA and things uh-huh. because like that's that's fun for me. I agonize over my fucking over, picks yeah. every week. Yeah. Oh, totally. Which, which is totally fair. But like, I literally live bet Kansas this weekend. Like, that's how you know you're down bad. I live bet Kansas this weekend. Well, good. All right. So do you want to hear my picks? I, I would you love can grade to hear your my picks. picks. All right. I, maybe, so... you know what? Here's the thing. I will say, I will bet your picks this week. I won't bet my own. So I'm not like fully taking the weekend off of gambling and maybe I can make some money. How about that? All right. So, so uh, full disclaimer, this is my... This is one of the toughest weeks uh, I have done this year. I looked, for, I normally, my formula is I look for underdogs in home opportunities. I have a, one, I believe. Um, I've not done great on totals this year. I've got some totals. This is a really tough card. So um, first and foremost, UCLA minus three and a half versus Washington State. Uh, this is a formula that's done very well for me this year, which is betting home Pac-12 teams. It. Oregon hey. State last week, um, yeah, Washington State the week before. Yeah, I was I mean, on that. Um, Washington State's really fun. This this is a gut check game. I really still like this UCLA team, and I think at home they're going to be much, much better. Um, so that's one. This is the gut check game of the week. UAB plus three and a half versus South Florida. So UAB fucking Trent Dilfer is yelling at the whole fucking universe on the sideline. UAB's schedule has been terrible. Tulane, Georgia, like brutal. If you look at who UAB has played, actually, it's it's pretty brutal. USF, of course, was close with Alabama a few weeks ago. Everyone's going to be on South Florida. You know what I do when everyone's on one side. We go the other way. Um, yeah. LSU, minus five and a half versus Missouri. I don't love it. 
I really don't. It was at six and a half earlier today. It's at five and a half, which tells me there's some steam out in Missouri. I don't think, you know, Missouri's been a good team to me this year. I've won on them a few times. They beat Kansas State. I'm going to back Jane Daniels, man. I think lost in the whole, the whole LSU narrative. Like, he is playing some fucking crazy football. Those wide receivers are playing great. Uh, hurrah. All right. Hurrah. Well, actually, I'll, I'll save my last, my, my, my most controversial one for last. Okay. Uh, Louisville, Louisville, Notre Dame over 54. I had the over in Notre Dame Duke last week. Uh, they, there was a lot of red zone fuckery that did not help this bet. It was a sluggish game. I think Louisville's offense is going to be a lot better than they were. I think Notre Dame's offense is going to be a lot better than they were. Um, I expect this one. This could be a really fun game. I don't know who's what side I like, but this could be a fun game. All right. Last one. I feel like I'm being a square. If like, you know, I'm going to take the cheese here, Paige. This is a mousetrap. Okay. okay. Maryland plus 19 and a half versus Ohio State. Now, when you see lines like this, you're like, okay, what do what do we do here? Where are people betting in this? I have questions still about Ohio State. I think Vegas is a little bullish with Ohio State lines. I think Maryland is pretty good. They have a good quarterback. They have good, they spread the ball around. This is not my style of bet, but I think it's too many points. I'm going to take Maryland plus 19 and a half. They could lose by fucking 30. Uh, I fully am at peace if that happens, mm -hmm. but I don't love this card. So I have to dip. I have to get out of my rhythm to assemble my locks and Maryland, come on, let's go. Let's ride, Terps. Like yeah. I'm I'm in. Hey, get into that top twenty five, baby. Get into that top twenty five. Yeah, what bloat of shit that is, by the, the way. They but were yes. not ranked. Yeah, that yes. was ridiculous. But I support you so in these you locks and I will not be um participating because I need to cleanse I like it for a, a weekend. It's a cleanse. It's a Fair betting enough. cleanse. Well on college football. Let's <laughs> it's not it's not it. It's not take yeah. everything off the table, you know? Like, no, no, no. You, you got to live a little. Like, I know, get that. Some Ryder Cup um, still hit, so we're all right. Um, oh, good. Good. Um, all right. I know we're running long, but random random shit. Where do you want to start? I want to start with the Zach Wilson stuff um, that happened this weekend or this week um, where post-game, obviously, there was an analyst talking to uh, Chris Jones of the Chiefs and was essentially trying to bait him into saying something bad about Zach Wilson and watching him on tape and said he was garbage. And now here's my thing. If you would have said to me, Paige, in 2023, you are going to come to the defense of Zach Wilson, um, I wouldn't have laughed in your face. And um, I just think that we're getting a little too comfortable with being very, very openly critical about some of these players. And I think Zach Wilson has taken such a hit. It's interesting to me to hear the conversation about him versus the conversation with Daniel Jones. I think people are a little bit more delicate with Daniel Jones. I don't know if it's just because people have a distaste for him or whatever, but it was very interesting to watch. Arguably one of the best games that he's played in the NFL besides obviously the fumble. And then have that be the narrative. It felt very clickbaity and wanting to bait someone else into agreeing with your opinion. So you're validated that a another professional football player agrees with you. Um, and I just didn't. It was just very in poor taste. And I know that this is your quarterback now. And I'm sure you're yeah. disappointed with that game. But thoughts on just the narrative around Zach Wilson and also this level of comfort that has now emerged with people being able to call someone garbage 
on national television. Well, and it was Rodney Harrison, who is yes. a Jets fan, like we have history with. So that, yeah. But apparently he apologized. I thought uh, Salah handled it pretty well. Um, I'll give him props for that. Mm -hmm. Really weird, though. Like, you can't, like, the interview was super uncomfortable. Like, and I'll look at it, like, more as, like, a journalism side than a Jets yep. side. Like, really bizarre. Like, it was, well, like, like, awkward. It felt like a skit or something, honestly. Um, I really feel bad for Zach Wilson. Like, I want, I, as a Jets fan, it's been really disappointing. But, like, and last year he said some shit that people piled on. He has not done that at all. And he's been thrown in a really brutal spot. And he played great. Like, he did. He fumbled. But, like, I don't put that game solely Whole on game him. On like, him. There yes, were, totally. There was, like, two totally. drives where you're a like, oh, my drops. God. Could you please oh, catch Oh, my God, all. yeah. So, like, yes. I... Uh, and he owned it after the game. Like, I like as a Jets fan, that was disappointing. But uh, also, I had Jets plus eight and a half, which was nice. That was fucking sweet because... Everyone going like bitching about the whole Mahomes slide. That was great. Yeah. Uh, well, it's, and it's I just, think, I just, yeah. I agree with you. Like, I don't know. We fixate on certain players and like, like, where are we? What are, we're not doing with this with Trey Lance. Um, no. We're not doing this with Kenny Pickett, who may not be any good. Um, we, Wilson's a very easy target and it's yeah. the Jets. And so I, I kind of am at peace with it. I just, I feel bad. I can't imagine being in the position that he's in. Where yeah. you're running for your life and you're playing um, like a Super Bowl team and that quarterback and you play well and there's still an avalanche on your head. That's got to be a very helpless feeling. Yeah. And I just I think to a point that I want to make is that there are a lot of former players that are on these broadcasts and things, which is great because they do bring a perspective that a lot of people don't get. But I think there is a line where you maybe as a player would have said that to another player, but as an analyst, that is not yes. professional. And I think, you know, sometimes we hear that narrative of like, oh, they've never played or, you know, whatever. But I do think there is something to be said about journalistic integrity and ethics in that. And I just thought it was interesting that like, in, and he did apologize and people held him accountable and all of these things. But it we are starting to see a lot of, either former players or whoever have podcasts or things that can say whatever they want, which you're entitled to say what you want, but there are going to be repercussions that people are going to call oh, you yeah. out for takes and you have to be prepared for that. That interview was bullshit. Yeah. I, I mean, and it's a Jets rival. So like people look at it and they're like, what the fuck? I mean, you you made Zach Wilson a people care, a character people now sympathize with, which is crazy. Like, yes. so I guess that's as big of a failure as it was. I'm going to get fired up. I don't want to get fired up. You're about to get more fired up. Sorry. Um. So we did mention earlier that you have been t a tiny bit of a troll lately Um. when it comes to this Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey stuff, the NFL's coverage of it. A lot of people are really sick of it. They talked about it on their own podcast today that maybe he's got a little too far. But curious, one, are you annoyed with it and kind of over it and ready to move on? What's your take here? Because, I mean, I I understand people's, like, annoyance and frustration with it, but I also see it from the side of, like, it's a business and, like, why wouldn't the NFL be capitalizing on this? You know what I mean? I'm not annoyed with it. I, I agree. Like, I completely understand it. And you grow the audience. I I just don't understand the hoopla. I explain this to you, and I'm going to be careful here. You I don't, don't have to. I, this is a safe space. You know what's funny, though, right? I, I'm going to go pick up my daughter 
from gymnastics here shortly. And um, kind of funny to said that after having a beer, but whatever. Um, and every time we're in the car, we're listening to Taylor Swift now. Uh-huh. And we're singing Taylor Swift together. So I like Taylor Swift and I, I like the NFL. I, I'm just not, I'm not connecting the hysteria dots here. Uh-huh. So like the, the even the conversation about the conversation to me is, is kind of wild how much people care, A, about Taylor Swift and the NFL, or B, mm-hmm. about how the NFL is promoting Taylor Swift. Like, you know, the whole yeah. thing is just like, it's just wild to me. And so when I when I do troll, and I'm like very passively trolling you're you. You're trolling me as a joke. Like, you're not actually, it, it, yeah. I, I, I just, I, I mean, it, good for the NFL. This is a great way to grow your audience, like, mm-hmm. org- organically. And it, But if I'm Travis Kelsey and you're looking at this, you're probably like, holy fuck. Like you knew that was gonna happen. Yeah, totally. I think, right? Like, like they're well. And everybody think, knows what's going on here. Yeah, and I think the part that I have a hard time with is the annoyance of the annoyance of it. So, like, I'm annoyed that people are annoyed that this is happening because it it's gonna pass. Everyone was talking about how the NFL socials change their bios. They do it a lot, and I even knew that they did come out and say that they do that. They had to give a statement on this, which I think is a little ridiculous. Well, it, it is when the Jets game, I'm not going to bitch about it. There were some really weird calls that largely went the Chiefs way. Yes. So when you, when you have that at stake and you're inadvertently, you have social teams that are not thinking about how the refs but that, are doing. But that's that's an NFL you thing. Got, and also, even, even if there was not the Taylor Swift thing, the narrative it, that the NFL would try and oh, control is not going to be around those calls anyway. And I think it's people's just annoyance in general that it's like a female hysteria based thing. And I'm not saying you. I'm saying like there are people yeah, that are it. like writing signs that say not a Swifty. And like, why do That's you such care? A waste of time. And I think um, Nicole Auerbach wrote a story about just football gatekeepers in general and like sports gatekeepers. And I think this is such a larger conversation and people are really exposing themselves by being annoyed by this. I think you could say, hey, it's too much coverage, whatever. But you can also look at it from the business perspective. And I mean, as someone who like looks at numbers based on some of the things we're doing, there's a perfect example of this when it comes to college football. Look at Colorado. Okay. Yes. You are literally taking coach prime fanatics and you're throwing them into something that's not necessarily about college football, but it's being promoted that way uh, it's and a great so example it's it's so interesting to me that this is annoying to people and like don't get me wrong i'm annoyed i was annoyed by the fact that like we were not focusing on the fact that colorado wasn't that good um and so i could see why people would be annoyed that you know we're not focusing on missed calls or the things that people think that chiefs get calls compared to other teams um but i think this idea that like you've got two million more women watching this sport and they're like, oh, they don't even know what they're watching. It's like, oh, shut the okay. fuck up. That's so stupid. It's no, so the, dumb. The, the, Why are we gatekeeping? Why? Why? No, the gate, the gate, the NFL has a really the 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 part with the Chiefs though, because you have a you have gambling, you have officiating, you have a contingent of people that think NFL is rigged and the Chiefs are on the end. And I don't I don't believe this by the way. So I'm prefacing all of this. Like I hated some of the calls. That was a poorly officiated game. There was some there was some bullshit there, but it wasn't I don't think it was meant to. The NFL really has to walk a delicate line. And I would imagine that this week there were some conversations of the social channel saying, like, hey, like we're we're getting it. Like we're trying to grow our audience. This is great. But you probably have to be careful with that because there's so much at stake 
if you start to do that. It has nothing to do with Taylor Swift, by the way. It has everything to do For, with just yes. walking the line of the narrative and and what you're posting because you are just this larger entity of the hub. Yeah. And um, that's well, it, and it, also again, the engagement on Taylor Swift stuff is probably insane. As someone who again looks at numbers a lot uh, based on sports things, like I can tell million. you guys that like it's it, the numbers don't lie, and like it's a business. And the yes. more and like being annoyed by that is just silly because there's going to be something else that comes up that takes the attention away from this. Taylor being at a um an NFL game is huge for the league in general and if they continue this relationship yeah of course there's going to be chiefs games that are probably on prime time but the chiefs are still good guys so it's okay that this is happening so i think yeah it it's just an interesting conversation it's frustrating i think for me because i like i know what it's like to have to prove that you know what you're talking about and it's just irritating that it's like what even if even if you know swifties don't know what they're watching they're going to be exposed to it. They're going to pay attention to it. And to Dude. be fair, of all the crazy fan bases, they will figure it out and they will know exactly who they're talking about, what they're talking about, to, as soon as it's explained to them once. Do the refs know how to call fucking holding? Like, can you, you fucking... Think... Do, can, fucking G... Like, God, I, I'm not even... My, my anger, like, that was such a frustrating game. It Teach was a great the cover, about though. holding and they can tell great you whether cover. or not. Oh, my God. So I had a parlay. I had a five-team oh, parlay. Oh, the Won me wow. a five-team parlay. I'm pissed off about the Jets. I'm like, God damn it. And then he slides, and I'm like, ah, oh, okay. But like, you know, like it was a weird. That is amazing. Oh, I yeah, love yeah. that. So I everybody that. was, oh, and the, the hardos of like, that's not the play. play. That's not the proper not play. It's oh, also a good up. thing in terms of like clock management and things like that. Like it's, it's not the, just a gambling thing. It is the thing. play. And, and Patrick Mahomes, when he gets up and holds and his arms the, up, oh. and it's kind of like fuck you gamblers, which I, I also, I, yeah, that's great. I do want to bring up the uh, elephant in the room about the Brittany Mahomes hanging out with Taylor Swift and people being like, oh, they hit it off. Let me tell you, one, I made a meme, which I thought was very, very funny this weekend, and I'm sorry if I offended anyone with that meme, because I normally don't jump on the make fun of Brittany Mahomes bandwagon, um, but I will say that like, if you're surprised by the fact that Taylor Swift is friends with her then you haven't been paying attention because taylor is all about like she's her entire career she's been told she's to this to that you know tone it down all those things and that's exactly what Brittany Mahomes hears all the time and she's certainly not going to subscribe to that so i i approve of that friendship and i hope that gives people better perspective on Brittany Mahomes and the fact that maybe we're a little too critical of some people because we're a little I, jelly of the situation I, I, I that they're it. in some some of it gets back to the Zach Wilson thing. Like it's just we are an insane society of of, we of are. people that are on calm televisions. It's, it is down. it is insane. Yes. Um, um. One more thing before we go. I know it's been a long pod. Um. Yeah. But um, I do have a family friend who has started a GoFundMe for some Maui relief because a lot of people are unable to work and they're trying to work with getting them supplies for things and things like that. So I will have the GoFundMe. Um, it's called Tradesman's Relief. I will have the GoFundMe in our um, bio stuff this uh, week, and we'll tweet it out so you guys can support awesome. if you can. But just want to try and do some good things with our lovely platform and our lovely listeners that we have here on No Punts Allowed. We we do. We have lovely listeners. It's the communal aspect that we love about college football in general, too. So, um, yeah, we yes. are we are more than happy to support. 
Awesome. Look at us. What a That's pod. a long pod. That's I a know. Long that was pod. a good one, though. Um, long pod. All right. So I um, I have a wedding this weekend. I'm gonna Ooh. watch football games. I just, I'm just gonna go no. I have one on next it. weekend. So it's kind of the Taylor Swift. Uh, plan your fall weddings. Do your fall wedding. Okay, it's what we I'm know. Say. I'm going to a wedding. I'm, do I your have thing. two weddings in October. Am I, am I am I slightly inconvenienced by it? Yes. Yes. But, but only because it, it it impacts work and everything else. But <laughs> I am excited to see family and friends and and open bar the shit out of this thing. I love an um, open bar. Um, if I you, have to work earlier, God damn it, it's going to be a day. That's going to be a day. But if you were to have a do-over on your wedding and you had a signature cocktail, what would be your signature cocktail, like the groom's signature cocktail? That's a great question. Um, I think it would be, I'm just a, a, a it's so boring, uh, but I'm Tito's and Tonic to okay. the end of the earth. Um, and that was my cocktail at my wedding. I, it was. I, did you did have you do one? something? Oh yeah, uh, my actually my dad. We did like you know the whole open bar thing, and it was very controversial because we, you know, the packages for alcohol are a billion dollars. Yeah, and we had like a secret stash. Uh, my dad and I, and it was like for us only, and so we were. I think it was great goose. Like we were doing goose and to- like well, and I'll drink whatever. Amazing. Vodka. But that was okay. it. So yeah, it. I think that's largely. I've become more of a wine person, but I'm not drinking a fucking like no. wine at a wedding. I love wine, like, but like, I can't do that. It. No, no, no. Mine would yeah. be probably a dirty martini just because I really love even though it's not like a crowd. I pleaser, almost went there. I almost I love went there. dirty martinis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe I can like in the future um make it a espresso martini to make it easier for people to digest. But if you're not a dirty, dirty martini person, we're not friends. Also vodka instead of gin, I, but I, I love gin. Was... I love gin too. So um, I don't know. No. Dirty Martini was my number two, by the way. We have the okay, vodka synergy. Wow. Vodka gin going. Yes. I um so I don't know what I'll be doing um this weekend. I it's, it's I'm gonna be glued to my fucking phone, if I'm being honest, and I'm gonna be getting yelled at by both my wife and her family. I mean, that's so, like That's my I'm thing. Here, if you're though. gonna invite me to a fall wedding, you have to be okay with me being on my phone. I'm the wedding that I'm going to in not this weekend, but the following weekend is my cousin. He is a Wisconsin fan, so he's fine with me watching football at his wedding. So I'll be discreet. Yeah, I'll be right. discreet. Not during the ceremony. They're, they're unless I have they're... a bet. Yeah. But, you know. It's going to be fun. I, I will get a lot of questions about my football thoughts, so I'll have to pretend like I know what I'm talking is about. Is it? Wait, um, I know we need to wrap this up, but isn't that such a pain when like you have like some time off and people are like, hey, what are you thinking? I'm like, not today. It, I don't want to talk about it. This, I don't. I'm so this sorry. This wedding is on, is on Caitlin's side. There's... A lot of Notre Dame fans, which wow, is fun. Okay. So you can tell them your uh, podcast so, host really believes in them, and also if any of them yeah, have a direct I, line. What time does Notre Dame play? They might be in the, like they, they're they'll probably be some watching. I've got to charge the bats and and get the portable. Uh, batteries Notre Dame in is place the here. the later game. It's going to be the six thirty game your time. Oh yeah, yeah. There'll be some. There'll definitely awesome. be some so Notre you, Dame watching. It won't just be you. We, we we yeah no. We will have some. We have the TVs going. All right. Um, all right. We should wrap it up. So. We should. Uh, I got to go pick up a, a kit. So for uh, enjoy the games, everybody. Good week of games. Uh, Texas, Oklahoma. What a banger. Um, for Paige, I am Adam. We will talk to you guys next week.